G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yes, and uh, coming up pretty soon, we've got Sound Advice, which is Super Tramps uh, Breakfast in America. Look forward to that, but it's time for Slice of Denon. I believe you caught up with uh, one of the grand final heroes not that long ago. Yeah, so Jerome Luai. So this was actually after their last grand final win. And interestingly, uh, it's they had controversy last year, obviously, with the trophy. And I think there was some other stuff that happened. And I mean, again, it wasn't crazy stuff. But I thought it'd be really interesting to give his thoughts and hear what he had to say after that controversy uh, in regards to the Penny Panthers. I think it was before about how, like, last year, you know, you were embraced and loved. And then this year... It was almost like they were looking for reasons to not like you, looking for reasons to the things they loved about you last year, all of a sudden they don't love you. Was that, I guess, tough to deal with as a young squad going, hang on a sec, we're not really doing anything wrong. Like we're celebrating tries and we're yeah. just loving, we're just trying to enjoy footy. Yeah, it was weird at a point And then, yeah, we just didn't care mm. um, after a certain time about yep. what people were saying, especially in the media and, and things like that. I think play, being an NRL player... Um, and nowadays, you have to learn to block that stuff out, man. 100%. Because, yeah, you get some crazy stuff online. So, yeah, um, just understanding that within our four walls is what matters most, and choosing the opinions that you can sort of take out of sort of helped us as a young team. And we got leaders up there like Fish and yep. Claire's and Yoey that sort of um, help us yep. or help the younger boys through that period. That's the thing about it, isn't it? Like we were talking before about the criticism they copped in the mainstream media even without all the criticism they'd have copped on social media as yeah. well. I mean, it's you can't get away from it because it's it's everywhere unless you just get off social media. But what's really interesting is, and I find it fascinating with the Panthers because they're the perfect case study. The first year they came in, we all sat down and were like this young, brash, in your face. They're changing the game, how much energy they bring to the game. Then they become the big dogs and all of a sudden it's yeah, like, yeah arrogance you know no yeah. respect they need to have more integrity and so it's just it's it's so typical of us we we love an underdog and they're not the underdogs anymore yeah if there was a a point when you said when did it turn i'll tell you the point where it turned and they it started sort of dividing opinion remember the stephen Crichton camber raiders thing yeah yeah where there was lots of controversy about that you mm. know and and you, I thought the reaction to that was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we've but you know the thing is, though, like if you get to deal with them one on one, like oh. I, I can, they're the loveliest kids. Well, they, they really are, and this is why I can't believe, particularly someone like Nathan. I, I'll give me Nathan Cleary as a player, a current player to deal with over any other player any day of the week. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. We we had uh, Brian Toto and uh, Jerome come in to the show twice. They have been unbelievable. Everyone just went, everybody. Hair and makeup, wardrobe, the producers, everybody, they're a joy. Yeah. But Luai's a niggler, though. He's a niggler on oh, the field. Yeah. And he yeah, did yeah. it in Origin. And I, I used to like, I, I, I like it from a New South Wales point of view because New South Wales got bullied for so long. And then yeah. there's this changing of the garden. Luai's, you know, giving a little bit back. Yeah. yeah. Which it, is what Origin's all about. Exactly. And, and I, I think it's just funny. We pick the characters that we want to hate and we pick the characters we want to love we've seen nigger before we've seen uh people bringing people into huddles before like yeah okay is it the the beacon of integrity and honor after a, a win no but at the same time we're watching this for entertainment and and 
But let's not forget the fact that, mate, these boys grew up in a pretty tough hombres, like Mount yeah, Druitt, yeah. you know. And, and one of the greatest achievements that these guys have, have done is the fact that they are changing they're changing the culture and they're ch- changing the image of Mount Druitt, yeah. of Massively. their area and the things they do for their family. You know, I was talking to uh, Ty Tulvasa about it, um, and, of course, he's a Mount Druitt boy. And he said, you know, when he was growing up as a kid, he said people, you'd say you were from Mount Druitt, and people would go, oh, okay. He said, well, now it's cool to be from Mount Druitt. And that's because of the sports stars, the rugby league stars, because of Ty. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like Mount Druitt, it, the cultural impact that's had on the next generation of young girl and boy has been massive, all the way from clothing, uh, in hip-hop now in Australia, they're massive. And it all starts with the Penrith boys representing an area that was traditionally marginalised. Um, so, like, I think it's fantastic what they're doing. I think there's so many young kids in tough areas that can look at the Penny Panthers and go, you know what? I can do that too. Imagine, imagine if this social media ran, I didn't mention this earlier, in 93, after the Broncos won the premiership, yep. St. George can't play. They were, they, were, they were calling Jeff Carr at the Leeds Club and saying, you know, Carrie, when, when, have you scored yet? Um, they said they had another go at the civic reception. Would they have been branded? Dis- we look back at that mm. now and think, oh, those larrikins, yeah. Alan yeah. Langer and Kevy Walters. Alfie would have been, he would have been pressured to apologise. Yeah. He would have been pressured into it. We used to... You know, ring opposition coach. The, the Parramatta knocked us out in 98. Me and Joey just tortured Brian Smith, just called him <laughs> non stop, anonymous phone calls. Uh, no, it was 99, they knocked us out. Then there was the other one. Remember Gus, the Roosters, not me and Joey would just call Gus at four o'clock in the morning. If he played to Gus, he'd get out of bed and have like conversations for two hours with us. <laughs> <laughs> when you're having conversations with Matthew and Andrew Johns at 4 a.m. in the morning, then you, you need to get some value. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't call a chronic insomniac. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, just to further your point too with Brian Tottle and uh, Jerome Luai, like, okay, yep, super aggressive on the field, but you're right. They are so humble and respectful, um, you know, and, and whether it's a journalist or a former player, like, for example, usually if you're a big dog 300-game player, all players will respect you, whereas – as you get lesser down, you've only played 10 games, uh, one game, and then you might just be a fan or a journo. Some players may be a little bit standoff mm. to that, whereas Jerome Law and Brian Toto, they treat everyone with the utmost respect in person. Yeah. It's incredible. And you know, I've got not, my policy on things is that when you're winning comps, you can get ahead of yourself. You can. You can say what you want, mate. Yeah. So to the victor, the spoils, if you want to talk it up, be brash, do you know what? You win the comp. That means you can you can walk the and, walk. And you it, go for it. If when someone's finishing tenth in the competition <laughs> and you're struggling and start talking themselves up, that's when you say, "Hey, pull your head in." A hundred percent. And even further to that point, Law said it before the grand final. Yes, he didn't say it after he got the chockies. He said, "You can call us daddy before." So it's kind of like he's putting it out there. He's not waiting to win and then talking smack. He's yep. doing it before. I love yeah. it. Isn't my thing? Does it really matter? No. Look, it's only a couple of it's a couple yeah. of smart ass lines. Yeah, it's great. I no, love it. it. Is. Uh, In terms of atrocities and all the bad things that players can do, is it really that bad? Yeah, mm. no, harumph. You suck. Uh, guys. <laughs> a story which has appeared yesterday in the paper, which is a continuation of the Des Hasler Manly administration battle, is that Anthony Subol, um is is the man that many Manly 
power brokers see as Des's long-term or what could be taking place, short-term replacement. Webby, what are you hearing about this manly mess? Oh, I think they're trying. They're Scott Penn and uh, and Tony Mestre of the new CEO, who's fallen out with Des Hazard, the coach, after about a handful of minutes, <laughs> handful of handful of weeks in the job, um, which is never a good sign. They're trying to push Des Hasler out, mm. which I think if they, but they but they're trying to get him to. They're trying to force him out without a payout. And as we've said on this show before, if there's one bloke who's not going to walk without all their money, yeah. it's Des. Des and that's just not going to happen. Des want Josh Henne's assistant, who, uh, and they're saying now we want Anthony Seabold. Is that okay? That that's that's their that is posturing. an F, that is an F you to Des Hasler. Yeah, surely. Yeah, right. Well, I just, I just, I understand. Maybe Desi's hard to deal with or whatever. But again, there's one bloke in that whole building that's won premierships and had one of the best records of any coach over the last ten years. It's Desi Hasler. But it's not like they didn't know what they were getting. Yeah, that's right. what Des has always been. Yeah, yeah you know. Right. And yeah. I just, it's mainly had success. And with the greatest, with the greatest respect to Seeps, mm. is he honestly the long-term solution at that club? Mm. He couldn't handle the politics at Brisbane. Mm. Is he going to be able to handle the politics, which is well, next level at Manly? Well, if you're going to get rid of Des, right, and you're going to say everybody at Manly are acutely aware that in the past, in the history of the club, it's taken a Manly person to have success and be able to. Make a go of Manly, right? When they bring outsiders in, it doesn't work. The fact that they are trying to bring, talking about either Seeves or Josh Henney, people left of centre, outside of the area, um, don't really understand the Manly culture. Is that saying that the power brokers want a complete change of Manly DNA, dynamic, culture, whatever you want to call it? It does. And I think it's, it's, it's Scott Penn trying to wrestle control of his club again because he's based in New York and he's uh, he's almost like a, a an owner and chairman via remote control. They put Mestrov in to try and sort out and wade out wade through the politics and he's obviously not up to it. And I and I just I think um what they're doing with Des is exactly what Canterbury did to Des where they that you either back him or sack him. And I think it's ridiculous that a bloke who's won Premierships and had as much success as Des had has and been around as long as Des mm. is getting told who his assistant coaches yeah, should right. be. Yes, Michael Karianis, I heard him on SEN. They asked him. They said, "What? What do you think? Where's this going?" He he thinks that they're going to make it untenable for Des. Well, do you think Des will be coaching uh, coaching next season? Oh, I wouldn't want to predict what's going to happen, but it, it doesn't it doesn't seem likely, does mm. it? But I know one thing: he won't be going without a big fat. Check. What? Oh, thank God you said check. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I stumbled on that one. Yeah. I will jo- say... Jason Momow. <laughs> In regards to, let's say they do want a whole clean out. What about your own backyard? What about the fact they've had eight to nine CEOs? Like you've got admin yeah. and you've got football. Yeah. Maybe sort the admin out and, and, and bring an A plus or at least an A for a couple of years before you start going, oh, well, it's actually the football that needs a complete clean out. Yeah. I, I think, I personally think that it may get to the point where too much damage is done. Like, yeah. how can how can Desi Jeez, roll I'll out? Tell you what, it's yeah. with someone else's encouragement, they've got Messi throwing big punches early. Oh, they Isn't do, they, man. It's, they do. What about uh, Benny? You're a uh, the Prince of Panada Hills. You are a manly tragic. How are you looking at all this? Uh, I'm. When I saw the headline, I went, "Are you kidding me?" And I know a whole bunch of other fans because it's in the telly this morning. 
They're all saying that they will they will pull their memberships and walk away. Well, what is going on there? Because at the moment that's been spoken about as well. Yeah, people, pe- are pe- pulling... pe- people are emailing in saying, please hold on my automatic renewal because uh, I want to see how this Desi thing um, and the Manly are responding to them going, sure, we'll put it on hold and look forward to talking to you next time. Like, but There's also I, talk that Des is going to sue. But if you remove Des Hasler, okay, that's that's the club's choice. If Anthony Seabold goes in there and they start poorly, which Manly do, wow. I, I, watch, watch the what, knives and the what, vitriol oh, come out. I, I will say, like, Seabold, I don't think he's completely done as a coach. Like, obviously, he's, you know, at the time at the Broncos was absolutely not great. But I do think he needs to go out and, and get some success, you know, whether it's the Super League or in New South Wales Cup before he yeah. rolls straight into another head coaching role. I think that it's too soon, in my opinion. I don't know Seabold. if it's the right fit for Seabs. Yeah. Really? It's true. Yeah, it's true. But like I mean, where else would the Broncos? Do you want to get chewed what's, up and spat what's, what's out by Anth- Stanley? What's Anthony Seabold saying about all this? Is we do we know his? And come on, guys. And we've got him on the line. Anthony <laughs> Seabold. <laughs> we don't know. It's, it's a mystery, Ben. We'll is, it just a, a mystery? is it just a name that's been thrown up? No, he's obviously. I'd say Seabold. No, he lives in the area. Yep, Seabold. And I'd say that he's he's probably close with the couple. Oh. Of he's Patrick. definitely. It's not paper talk. He's definitely seen yeah. as a quote unquote long term. Solution at that club. Now we're going to take a break after the break with Super Tramps Breakfast in America.